atmospheric footage from South Korea's environmental monitoring satellite was released for the first time last week. This satellite is named Cheolyan-2B, and it is considered to be the world's first geostationary satellite uh, to observe air conditions from 36,000 kilometers above the Earth's equator. So to find out more about why this satellite is special and how it's going to help us understand the atmospheric conditions across Asia, we're pleased to be joined by a senior researcher at the National Institute for Environmental Research, Dr. Yoon Jong-min, on the line. Hello. Hello. Hello, Dr. Yoon. Thank you for uh, joining us. So, uh, Cheolyan 2B is said to be the world's first geostationary orbit artificial satellite for environmental observation. Could you briefly tell our listeners what exactly this uh, title means and uh, why this is considered to be a significant achievement? Well, for your understanding, let me explain first that the Cheolyan 2 satellite. They are actually twin satellites flying on geostationary orbit. Uh, we call them Cholian 2A and 2B. The Cholian 2A satellite launched in December 2018 has a meteorological sensor that monitors weather conditions like rainfall and typhoon. 2A is in normal operation now, providing weather services. On the other hand, Cholian 2B has two sensors. One is an ocean color sensor called OC2, capable mm-hmm. of monitoring red tide and sea surface temperature. The other one is the geostationary environmental monitoring spectrometer called GEMS, which observes air pollution, including atmospheric pollutants and fine dust. Cholyan 2B was launched in February this year and is in preparation of data services. Mm. The imaginary release last week was observed by GEMS on, on board Cholyan 2B. Traditional foreign satellite flying on low Earth orbit called polar orbit can the Korean peninsula only one once per day. However, gems on geostationary orbit can take measurements of air pollutants about eight times every day. GEMS is the first of its kind with much better spatial and temporal resolution than foreign satellites with similar air quality missions. In addition, usually it takes at least two or three days to obtain air quality data from such foreign satellites while GEMS provides its measurements in real time. In other words, GEMS can overcome temporal and spatial constraints of foreign satellites in monitoring air quality of the Korean Peninsula. All right, very good. So um, when we talk about the uh, newer satellite, uh, Professor, what does this uh, Cheolyan 2B do in orbit? Uh, what, are, what are some of the tasks it will be in charge of? Well, the lifespan of GEMS is about 10 years. It looked down on Asia at, the, at an altitude of about 36,000 kilometers above the equator. Mm-hmm. It observed atmospheric aerosols and pollutants that affect fine dust concentrations such as nitrogen dioxide and sulfur dioxide. The maximum observation area of GEMS covers about 20 Asian countries 
ranging from Japan to India in east-west direction and from Mongolia and Indonesia in the north-south direction. In order to effectively monitor air quality in Korea, its scan scenario will be adjusted to contain as much of the Korean Peninsula and eastern China as possible. Gems can make observations up to 10 times per day in summer and six times in winter. So, pretty exciting. And as I just mentioned, uh, the satellite images from Chalian satellites were uh, released for the first time last week, and it showed various atmospheric conditions all over the continent of Asia. Uh, Professor, could you tell us um, what we can discern, what we can make of this footage? Well, the gems image we saw in media show high levels of air aerosol optical depths on 20 October 2020, nitrogen dioxide on 9 September, and sulfur dioxide gas and ozone on 6 August, which are related to poor air quality. Uh, these data can also provide information on generation, distribution, and movement of air pollutants. And this information can be used to improve the accuracy of air quality forecast. Moreover, we are going to share the satellite air quality data with other Asian countries so that they can also improve their air quality policy. As a donor country of such valuable data, we expect Korean presence is in the in the global community will also be enhanced. Hmm. So as you had highlighted the history of the uh, development of all of this, Professor, uh, we know that the government began planning for this satellite launch back in tw- 2008. So we're talking about 12 years. Why did it take so long for it to finally settle in orbit? The Gems of Development project was initiated based on the plan for satellite-derived monitoring of climate change and air pollution in 2008, aiming at understanding atmospheric chemistry associated with uh, air quality and climate change. The project is mainly divided into three parts. The first one is development of the GEMS payloads, second one, development of data processing algorithm, and third, establishment of the Environment Satellite Center. The nature of space program requires an astronomical budget invested as well as endless reviews to minimize the risk of failure at each stage. It is quite common that a very small mistake leads to the overall failure of the program, so therefore several delays are inevitable during this process. You might have seen or heard that a satellite launch process is simply canceled at the 11th hour due to the unknown reasons. Very famous and advanced foreign satellite organizations like NASA in the U.S. and ESA in Europe start similar geostationary air quality missions around the same time, but they will not launch it until 2021. This is also a situation in which a long development period is inevitable due to several delays for perfectness. Now, 
uh, as a final point, could you tell us about the prospects for this environmental satellite and the operation plans for the next 10 years? Well, as explained earlier, during the expected, expected satellite mission life of 10 years, SAMS will provide useful information for monitoring the air pollutant, including fine dust and climate change causing substance, improving the air quality. Uh, improving the accuracy of air quality forecast and detecting the real-time long-range transport of air pollutant of the Asian region, including Korean Peninsula. Moreover, NIEL is planning to step up international cooperation through the various projects, for example, the Pan-Asia Partnership for Geospatial Air Quality Information Project, International Gems Validation Project, and International Cooperative Air Quality Field Study in, a, in order to enhance the reliability of GEMS data, broadening their application, and therefore establish better air quality policy in Pan-Asia countries. Right. So it's, it's an exciting technological development. It is homegrown uh, technology and innovation and certainly arising from the need for that innovation with the dire need to gauge air quality, which has always been a big concern here in Korea for many years now, and the resulting in uh, the uh, excitement over the uh, Chalian satellite. All right, uh, we will leave it there. Uh, Dr. Yoon, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you, thank you. That was Dr. Yoon Jong-min, senior researcher at the National Institute for Environmental Research. Uh, We are heading into the second hour of the program. A lot more in store for you before we head into the weekend. But uh, before we do all that, let's get another check of traffic and weather.